You're listening to Once, episode 57, The Crocodile Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode about Once Upon a Time. This is Once Podcast, and I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. And we are so excited to be watching this amazing episode of Once Upon a Time. These episodes keep getting better and better, I think. Now, I know some people won't agree with us. I know that. I know some of them are in our chat room right now, but they don't think the episodes are getting better and better. But I think these episodes are really getting awesome, and we're seeing some awesome things. But the uh, Rumbell fans will hate this episode. <laughs> Although... I don't think so. At the end, they'll probably be, throughout this episode, they'll be like, oh, I hate this so much. And then at the end, they'll be like, oh, okay, it's better they'll now. They'll be white-knuckling <laughs> the storyline that isn't their story to tell. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> very possible. But hey, listeners, if you haven't already checked out our website and subscribed to the podcast, please go to oncepodcast.com and you connect can connect with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Google+. Subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much anywhere you can get fine podcasts like ours. You can subscribe to us there. And if we're not there, then let me know and I'll put us there. And we <laughs> so appreciate your subscriptions and iTunes reviews, which I'll thank some people in a little bit for that. But before we go on to discuss this great episode, The Crocodile, I want to thank especially Sandra and Nasser from Qatar have sponsored this episode of Once Podcast. And Sandra and Nasser, we really appreciate your support and sponsorship of yet again another episode of Once Podcast. We really appreciate it because it is expensive to run this podcast, and we really appreciate the support and help in covering all of these bandwidth expenses. So Sandra and Nasser... Thank you so much. And if anyone else would like to sponsor an episode and be like co-producers with us of this podcast, then you can go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. So let's talk about the crocodile. I thought, I, I knew some things about this episode going in. So did I. I knew it was called the crocodile, obviously. <laughs> yep. I, I knew Captain Hook was going to be in it. Yep. And that's kind of obvious from the title. I knew Rumpelstiltskin's wife was going to be in it uh, in did. the past. I knew Belle was going to be kidnapped. I saw a photo of that weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I knew Smee would be in this episode, Belle's father. Mm -hmm. But I was expecting to see a real crocodile. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> I was, too. I was a little disappointed to have known that it was Captain Hook, even though it was very difficult to avoid that spoiler. But it wasn't, he had a name, he was not called Hook through the whole episode. It was almost like a reveal later on, yeah. far later on in the episode, that it was Hook, except that I knew the entire time that it was, and that's why I hate spoilers. <laughs> I, I remember when we first saw the episode, or yeah, at the beginning of this episode, which by the way, these are just our initial reactions, so our thoughts are going to be a little bit random and all over the place. So come back for our live episode on Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to hear our full discussion on this episode. But having just watched this episode, I didn't pay very much close attention to where Hook's hands were at the bar. But when he was on the ship and Rumple came and was a coward asking for his, the way that he asked for his wife mm -hmm. and went to defend, Hook had his arms crossed. And his left hand was showing, but his right hand was kind of 
mm-hmm. under his arm. And I thought, that's the, that's the hand with the hook on it. Oh, it's right funny. there. It's right there. And then it wasn't. And then I realized, we're going to see it. We're yeah. going to see something happen. Rumple is going to summon a crocodile. And I it's was just glad that Rumple didn't bite it off. Yeah. <laughs> or swallow a clock. I mean, either one would have been a little. They you know were... what? What's that, Jenny? Rumpelstiltskin has touched one, two, four different fairy tales. Just four. I mean, I mean, his own included. So oh. he's he's been in Cinderella's fairy tale. Snow White. She was no, no, no. Like oh. he's taken the place of oh. different characters, like Cinderella's fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. He's been Rumpelstiltskin, of course. He's been the Beast, and now he's been Hook's crocodile. Yeah. Which is, I love, I love thinking about, okay, so if all this were real, how would these stories getting, you know, sort of passed down with little exaggerations and misunderstandings introduced, how would that translate? So you've got people overhearing Hook calling him a crocodile, and next thing you know, as the story's getting retold and someone overhears the story being told, the details just change, and now it's actually a crocodile. Yeah, yeah. That that is the way it goes, mm-hmm. and so it's really cool to see how they very cleverly tied that in, and um, that there are so many things to dig in on this episode, and that's why listeners, we're, this, these are just our initial reactions. We want a lot of your feedback for our Wednesday episode. Please send your thoughts, theories, and ideas to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can send written or audio recorded message there, or just pick up the phone and dial 903-231-2221, and you can leave a message there. Even if you're calling from Neverland, you can still leave a message there, and it won't wake us up. And you can go to onespodcast.com and click on the send a, me- send a voice message tab over on the right side and record a message right from your computer. So uh, as we go through some random things about this episode... Uh, as uh, these are just our initial reactions and we'll get more in depth on Thursday. Some things that I think stood out were, 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 well, think of the characters we didn't see in this episode at all. Regina, Regina, snow and Emma. I think they're like taking turns. (laughs) Cause like one week we only saw like 20 seconds of Regina. And then another week we didn't see any of snow and Emma. No Henry either. No Henry. Oh, oh right. yeah, that's true. So, like the four of the major characters. We did see Henry this. We did. Yeah, he was down in the mines. Oh right. Oh yeah, just that very very brief moment. I don't think he said anything. He talked a little bit yeah. to oh, okay. David, but. So yeah, David, the acting sheriff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Makes he sense. hates mind dust. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> I was like, what's up with that? Yeah. Like, Something magical is going to happen, or I don't know. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect with like, him saying, "I hate my dust," and it's just showing a close up of his hands with mind dust. Foreshadowing much? <laughs> I, I saw him beating the rock, and I just thought he doesn't look like he's doing much there. And then I realized, oh, he's probably not. He probably doesn't really want to be down there. Well, and then when he says, "I hate mind he dust," probably didn't want to damage the set. Uh, <laughs> or it the- probably fake axe you know know. what have have their pickaxes like lost their power because they were just banging rocks and those picks are supposed to be like diamond piercing pickaxes we don't know that the dwarves 
have their actual diamond pier- piercing pickaxes. It looks like they do. Well, they have axes, but if, unless they have the names on them, then they're not their actual diamond pickaxes. Oh. Because they came out of a hardware store with those pickaxes oh, when they okay. decided to go, all of them except Sneezy, okay. went to the mines then. So these are just normal axes. Oh. And then there was this dream, just a dream, that Belle was having where Grumpy comes into. Give me my axe! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which interesting that Belle is dreaming of these romantic things with Rumpelstiltskin, and then it's like completely shattered from her fears of yeah. what he will be. And we see him struggling with that a bit in this episode. I thought it was really nice to finally get the backstory of like Rumpelstiltskin's wife and stuff. Yes. As soon as I saw her, you know what I thought? What? I thought, oh my goodness, that's Cora. <laughs> for, just, for like a split second she looked like a younger Cora. oh i see hmm. well we many of us had predicted this uh, i know ali escape one of our listeners and several others and even some of us on the podcast had predicted certain things about rumpelstiltskin's marriage like we said well when he tells bay she's dead we thought no she's not really dead she probably oh, ran yeah. away which at that point the timeline skips a little bit in this episode because yeah. it goes from Bay being a little boy when his mother runs away to later after Bay is gone. Mm-hmm. So it jumps maybe 10 years. So now five to 10 years. We've found out that he lied about her yeah. because yeah. he's ashamed of himself. Not because, uh, well, yeah, we, I guess yeah. we've always thought he was ashamed of himself. So he lied. Yeah. And at that point she was still alive. Yeah. But run away. And to protect Bay, which is similar to what Emma did. And we already know that she lied about Henry's father being dead. Lying accomplishes Mm. nothing. (laughs) Stop telling your kids that one of the other parents is dead. I mean, it's just not productive. (laughs) So we did think and predict that maybe Rumpelstiltskin had actually killed his wife out of anger. Oh, yeah, we did. But... We didn't get the timing quite right. We thought we had killed. He had killed her. <laughs> Not we. He. We, let's be clear. We killed no one. Wow, that <laughs> was so crazy. He had too. killed her when he said to Bay, "She's dead." But it turns maybe. out, no. She at that point she had run away. After he became the Dark One was when he killed her with the crazy same thing that we've seen, pulling the heart out, crushing it. That both Cora and Regina do. Well, it makes sense now because they've both been, you know, around him. They've both been influenced by him. So they Mm -hmm. probably learned that from him. Except for his magic was kind of green, wasn't it? (laughs) Was it? I I thought it was because, you know, their magic is purple, but his is like green. I thought he was purpley too. But I don't know why I was surprised in a way that I wasn't surprised, but I, I was surprised that he could do it. I guess because we've never seen him do it and we've seen him Mm -hmm. do a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that is, I I think now they're letting us see that because now we know for certain that Rumpel gave Cora and Regina their magic. If they'd shown us that before then, it would have spoiled that point of the story in mm-hmm. uh, the episode We Are Both. It would have just spoiled all of that. So, magic beans. Yeah, they can apparently go multiple places. They can go multiple places and wherever you want them to or... They all go to Neverland. Well, yeah. And Bay really has been in Neverland. I don't think so. Here's why. 
when the blue fairy gave the bean i'm sorry am, am i interrupting your thought no you're fine okay when the blue fairy <laughs> gave the bean to um Balefire, she said this will take him to a land without magic True. or that that was what the bean was going to do is take them to a land without magic that's our land Rumpelstiltskin designed the curse, and he even says that in this episode, that he created the curse. He cursed all the lands to get here to find Bay. And Neverland is a land with magic, and the magic is that no one ages there. And they even said that in this, when Hook says that they're going to sail to a place where they'll be able to um, live outside of time. We'll find the exact quote after we mm-hmm. watch this episode. So do you think Bay is Peter Pan? No. Since he went through the bean hole, same think, as Captain Hook. I think Bay is someone else completely. I don't think Bay ever ended up in Neverland. You know? Unless the Blue Fairy was misinformed for some reason. They didn't... It's not like the beans were common. They somehow lost them. I mean, they're apparently not super magic bean responsible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea. But <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that we've had the blue fairy say one thing and then found out later oh that wasn't entirely accurate and like the wardrobe she did say some of the beans got away from us well you know in neverland it's not i mean it it is a magical place but nobody can wield magic there except for peter pan he can fly but there is magic there and there are but fairies. you can't really wield it there fairy is kind of a magic wielding there thing there well, is magic that's and even in Enchanted Forest, there was magic there. Not everyone could wield magic, but uh, there was magic there. I yeah. just, I wonder if she was saying there was no magic there because Rumpelstiltskin could not use his magic there. The, the land itself was magic. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I want to think. So she they meant. said that Bay went to a land without magic. Yep. So no matter how you interpret magic really neverland has it did, so he couldn't have gone there did um did rumpelstiltskin say that one uh yeah wonderland did did he say that it didn't have magic wonderland or neverland wonderland um whenever I'll, he gave regina the looking glass did he say what did he what did he say about he said it? an annoying little world a particular annoying little world okay. and a place where regina would most likely never see Cora okay again. so he never actually said there's no magic there right okay if he had said that then i would have said well there technically is because there's food there they can make grow and shrink and stuff and that's magic and i don't know but i can't really say that because he didn't say that well so mentioning wonderland though ties in well with we saw at the very end of this episode cora and Hook is with her. Mm-hmm. So we heard something oh, yeah. from Smee. Smee said that when the curse struck... Now, this is interesting. Smee was in Neverland with Hook. And he said when the curse struck, it didn't bring Hook. Mm-hmm. So the curse did strike Neverland as well. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it didn't bring Hook. So that's... And so we have another character from another world... In this um, present-day fairy tale land, now with Korra, allied with Korra, trying to figure out a way back. Korra wants to get back to Storybrooke because of Regina. Hook wants to get back to Storybrooke because of Rumpelstiltskin. So we have two, our two former top baddies on some sort of road to redemption. And we have (laughs) one in Storybrooke 
plotting something, and two, trying to get to Storybrooke, also plotting something. Mm. So we seem to have a little bit of a replacement of our yeah, yeah. Yep. new villains. Team evil. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, two trying to get in. Yes. So it, it almost sounds like the curse just for some reason didn't pick up certain people, but instead of leaving those people in their respective worlds, it brought all of them together into this safe haven world. Now, does that sound like an accident, or does it sound like a construction of someone like, oh, say, Korra? <laughs> I don't know. Because well, Korra didn't really have anything to do with the curse. Like she That didn't... we know of. Yeah, that we know she of. She might have had some knowledge that it was coming, and I wonder if she had the ability to protect people <laughs> whom she figured would be allies, like <laughs> Hook. Regina wasn't exactly subtle. Like, I'm going to bring a curse in, you know, nine months or whenever I get this thing figured out. But I'm doing it. People. My work starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I just need a heart. That's all. I'm a bit busy today. I'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> and then maybe get around to casting it nine months from now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> we're not being serious. So, Cora and Hook are allies... I wonder how long they've known each other. I wonder if Cora has been to Neverland before, or if, or if maybe Hook has seen Cora. Maybe Hook helped Cora get to where they are. I mean, there there are all kinds of ways that we could spin their relationship with each other. It's certainly not a romantic one, but it's they both <laughs> want revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like they both. Oh, Hook definitely wants revenge, and yeah. it really seems like that's what Cora wants yeah. too. They've got common goals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a few other random things that we saw in this. Uh, I loved that we got to see Belle in the library, and Rumple gave her the key to the library. And it's very similar to the Disney version, where the Beast uh, surprises Belle with the library, and he's oh, like, yeah. "This can be yours. You can take care of this." <laughs> and she's just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" and that's very similar here. So it's a really neat um, nod to that Disney uh, telling there where she gets to be in the library and take care of it now. I thought I thought as soon as she said, well, I am looking for like a job or something to do. I thought she was going to say, could I work here at the diner? But as soon as she said, well, I do love books. I was like, duh. <laughs> She's Belle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? Diner. Good segue to Red. Rumpelstiltskin mm-hmm. apparently didn't know that she was a wolf. Well, did he not? He seemed kind of surprised about the smelling thing. Um, yeah, but he, I don't know. She mentioned the wolf thing and he... The wolf thing. It didn't seem to require a lot of explanation. <laughs> yeah. Could be that he just realized, oh, you must mean you're a werewolf. Okay. I'm a little surprised that he even knows who she is in a way, except that he was around for so long mm-hmm. and, you know, probably made the cloak or got the cloak in the first place, which by the way, isn't that going to be needed eventually? It's a little off topic. Hopefully but <laughs> she'll have enough control. That, She's starting yeah. to smell people. Oh, I'm thinking, no. <laughs> when's the next full moon? Uh, that, that could be really cool to see. Hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> I bet Rubble Stillskin has it in his shop because he has everything in his shop. Maybe. 
Hopefully or, I'll give it to her. Or it might be somewhere else. Like this could turn into a problem that she turns into a wolf and can't control it. And oh, so no. wolf's time becomes a terrible thing in Storybrooke. Yeah, she is completely lovable. Like like she's I love I love watching her. So it it would be it would make sense for her to, you know, have some problems. Just, mm-hmm. just put her in jail. <laughs> she should just go willingly to jail. I, I don't think she'd be able, I don't think the jail would be able to hold her. Maybe. I mean, what was Granny doing? She had locks, like huge locks on the doors. Why on the she, inside. Why didn't she think to lock Red's bedroom window? That's what I want to know. <laughs> she locked the whole house except for the window. Hmm. So, speaking of locks, I'm all about the segues in this episode. <laughs> Gold referred to a new curse. He said he's trying to figure out a way to break this new curse. It's the barrier. Mm-hmm. At first, he said he's waiting for the curse to be broken, but then he referred to it as a new curse, yeah. and that is, yeah, this barrier Whoa. curse that waiting for what? the curse to be broken was kind <gasps> of a past tense barrier curse statement. Oh, really yeah, I can see that. He was talking about how his life had been, but huh? okay, because he was telling the whole story how he got there and then just was sitting there waiting for the curse to be broken so he could leave and now he can't yeah what i thought he was telling her that he was dabbling in potions and such because he wanted to break this new curse right the new curse but jeremy is correcting me and i was thinking he was saying i'm waiting for the curse to be broken but that was kind of past tense i don't think he's waiting anymore okay Uh, yeah we'll we'll understand this more as we rewatch it okay i don't uh I don't know why it's a new curse that he, I mean, obviously he didn't know about it. I didn't see Regina cast anything. Wonder, Maybe she did. I wonder who could have cast that. And How did it, who would have wanted them all to stay? It, it could be still a cost, the price yeah. of using oh, the magic of the be. curse. Maybe Cora, can you tamper with a curse before it is cast? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Although, I'm really glad that they're not all spreading out because that would that would just get confusing. It's like, where's this person? Where's this person? You remember last season at the end, we were predicting what would happen in season two, and I was saying, I really hope they can't leave Storybook. Well, I, I'm really <laughs> glad that they can't because that would just be messy. So it's all your fault. I thought it might be messy. <laughs> Wait, did you wish for it? Did you just say you wish? Do you know how many things I wish for in a day and it never comes true? Yeah, you, you don't need it. to wish so loudly. We're in a non-magical land. <laughs> a land without By magic. the way, speaking of wishes, <laughs> random we? random thing here. I was having a Twitter conversation. Follow us at Once Podcast. And uh, with someone who was asking about Sydney and I pointed out reminded them that sydney glass is in the basement of the hospital so the genie is now in the basement of the hospital but he's no longer the genie anyway so he's the man in the mirror yeah or is he back in a mirror will they someday open up that cell and discover oh he's gone but hey look here's a mirror there's a hand mirror in this (laughs) cell what's up with that or regina's (laughs) about to figure out that he's kind of a creeper Oh, how long have you been in that mirror since the curse? Long enough. (laughs) Totally random thought. (laughs) Let's get back to the main thing. That would be awkward. Did you catch Captain Hook's original name? Was it Killian Jones? Yes, or something like that. Kind of odd name. Killian is correct. It makes me think of another pirate by the name Jones. 
Davy Jones. David Jones. Maybe Killian Jones is the son of Davy Jones. Weird. I thought his name would be James. Yeah. Because that's what it usually is. Captain James Hook in the movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, James oh. Hook. Why would your... Shortened. Jazz Hook. Well, in, what a in coincidence. The book, it is, too. Like jazz would be hands. Hook and you would have a hook. Jazz hands. No, just kidding. It's actually <laughs> J-A-S, not jazz. <laughs> anyway... There was a neat little nod. I digress. There was a neat little nod again to Jane Espenson's <laughs> other writing by, again, we saw Game of Thorns, which is a nod to Jane Espenson's other series that she's written for, Game of Thrones. Hmm. That was cool. She was a consulting producer, maybe a writer on this episode. I, uh, I saw her name in the credits, but it was just under consulting producer. I don't remember seeing her name under something else, uh, but I could be wrong there and we'll know better for our Wednesday episode. So uh, that's pretty much all I had just going through this at first. Uh, listeners, we would love to hear from you what your thoughts and theories are about this episode. Speaking of listeners, we have one in the chat room by the name of Mike who said, how come Hook didn't bleed to death after losing a hand? <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> it seems people in fairy tale lands can be have their limbs and heads it's cut just off a fresh wound. Bloody, he, was, he was a little bit like... Okay, the woman I love is dead, and she's over there, and I just lost a hand, but hey, this hook could really solve a lot of my problems. <laughs> uh, that was a little weird for me, but other than that, good. <laughs> and and Mo, Rumpel needs to take his cane to Mo again. He just he, he just almost needs, did. He just needs to, you know, keep hitting him with it and yeah anyway uh, that was awful what he did to his own daughter i know it was yeah bad job mr that french guy. <laughs> yeah well listeners we would love to hear from you your feedback please email us feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 you can also go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side and record a message right from your computer we want to know what you thought about this episode what your theories are about what might be coming uh, explanations from this episode certain things that we haven't heard like i want to research what's this thing about turning a butcher into a pig i want to find out what that's about that's that's definitely a nod to oh, another we, fairy tale we I saw just him don't know it. we saw him turn like somebody into a slug yeah and then step on the slug yeah it doesn't really have to be explained I mean, we've seen him turn people into things i, I think it is another fairy tale so, so i i, I want to look up it uh, sounds like it's another what, fairy like tale the three little pigs maybe it's dr whale <laughs> Maybe he's a pig. <laughs> oh, my. But um, so, listeners, you can beat us to that. Send us research. Send us what you know about fairy tales, because you guys amaze me by how much you know and stories that many of our listeners have grown up listening to and things that we have no idea of. And let me tell you about something that will help you out in your fairy tale research. And this is an affiliate link that we have with Audible. They provide fantastic audiobooks. There are dramatizations, there are unabridged audiobooks, abridged audiobooks, fantastic jobs that people do at performing these audiobooks. And they're professionally done over at Audible. And we have an affiliate where if you join Audible, join their free program, you get a free trial for 30 days, you get to pick an audiobook for free, and you get to keep the audiobook even after your free trial. It's a great, and even just by joining the free trial, you help support Once Podcast. 
So if you'd like to join that, like you can check out Grimm's Fairy Tales, Peter Pan, their dramatizations of Peter Pan, unabridged versions of Peter Pan, all sorts of things about Peter Pan. You can check it out by going to oncepodcast.com slash audible and support our show by joining Audible. And again, that's oncepodcast.com slash audible. And that helps support our show. Also, jump in the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And you can chat about this episode with all of the other Once Upon a Time fans that are over there and share your thoughts and theories, what you thought about this episode, what you liked, what you didn't like. You can share spoilers about future episodes in the appropriate sections and so much more. Connect with so many amazing listeners over there at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And also join us when we do this podcast live. We have our initial reactions we have live chat during the Eastern and Central Time viewing on Sunday nights, and then do initial reactions at 9.15 Eastern Time. And then we have our full discussion on Wednesday evenings at 8.30 Eastern Time, and that's at oncepodcast.com slash live. Huge thanks to so many people that are hanging out with us in the chat room and watching live. We've got, uh, looks like over a hundred we've peaked at tonight. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us live. And we hope you'll join us, join us again this Wednesday. Can't you tell I'm excited? I am <laughs> stumbling over my words <laughs> as if my right hand has been cut off or something. Oh, Actually, it was his left hand. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, there were so many times I thought it's going to cut off. It's going to be cut off right now. And no, it wasn't. was it, was it, wasn't it bad that I, was, I, I was kind of rooting for his hand to get cut off because like, got it, got it, yes, got Captain it, Hook, Captain it. Hook. <laughs> and then like, yes, I actually, I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. I just rooted for a man to get his hand cut off. Hook, hook, hook. Where is the hook? Oh, there it is. <laughs> he probably deserved it. What was that thing that fell off the ship that became his hook? It was a oh. hook. I know it was a hook, but what was it used for before? What um, was it doing up there? I think just holding rope in some way, or it was part of a piece, a part of a rope. I, I didn't quite see mm. what it fell from, but we'll see that more closely and get some screenshots of it for a full episode this Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. You can check out all of the blog posts that we do, connect with us and pretty much everywhere all at oncepodcast.com. You'll see our links to Facebook, to Google+, to Tumblr, to, to our forums, to our Twitter accounts, and all of that. And subscribe to our blog over there. And if you aren't already subscribed to the podcast and automatically receive these episodes, we'd love it if you do that, especially if you could leave some iTunes reviews, not just the ratings. Those are great too. We really love those. Thank you so much. But especially written reviews like NPA, uh, TipSky, Becky, Guestland Oreo Cookies from Canada, Dan <laughs> L.A. Rock, and Aslan for King First all left nice reviews for us in iTunes. So thank you so much for those written reviews in iTunes. And if anyone else would like to review us in iTunes, it helps a lot. Helps other people find our podcast. Thank you. And I just wanted to say that you're talking so fast. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. The, yes. Thank you. They really encourage us. Go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes and you can subscribe to us in iTunes or leave us a rating and review and we'd really love it. And we'd be able to then give you a shout out and thank you for that <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> a literal shout out. 
because Jenny just did. Maybe we'll do that. We'll have you shout out thanks to everyone who leaves a review. All right, for us I will. Time. And like maybe we'll sing for people who sponsor an episode oh, of Once thank Podcast. Oncepodcast.com <laughs> slash sponsor. <laughs> we'll have Jeremy sing for us. Oh, good. But, <laughs> listeners, we would love for you to connect with us also on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at the ramen noodle i'm jeremy laughlin you can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon that's p-h-l-e-g-o-n and you can follow me at twitter.com slash jenny's nook and my name's jenny i forgot to say that sorry (laughs) and check out everything else we do over at oncepodcast.com show notes for this episode will be at oncepodcast.com slash 57 so until next time have you ever had a hamburger i hear that granny's makes a great one maybe we should try it sometime (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. What a Freudian slip there. <laughs> Handburger. Handburger. <coughs> I did it's not. It's appropriate. <laughs> Big thanks to Sandra and Nasser for sponsoring this episode of One's Podcast. Thank you so much. Your support is greatly appreciated. If anyone else would like to sponsor an episode of One's Podcast, please visit oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.